If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi everyone, it's Joel Lulovich here. And Lucy Dickens, and today is our final number three out of three, the third presentation from our Design Your Decade event that we had back in March to celebrate 100 episodes of the Juggle Podcast. I am so glad that we record these and had the ability to share them with all of you because there's, you know, a lot of good stuff. And when you're in isolated little old Perth, there's only so many people who can attend in person. Exactly. Yeah, it's nice to be able to bring them to everyone. And having the having the recording straight from the event is nice. People can kind of sense the vibe yeah. that was going on, particularly with today's, because today's was a design thinking exercise that was led by Pramila Gina. And she had music and there was a little bit of dancing or maybe that was just me. But it was a really nice vibe and it was really lots of good fun. Yeah. So why we invited Pramila along, not only is she a wonderful woman, but as you just said, she's a design thinking expert and we wanted to get people thinking proactively about their life and understand what is important to them and not just think about it, but, you know, do a little exercise to work out how they can get more of the things that are important to them into their life on a daily, weekly, yearly basis and not just be kind of constantly moving between whatever life throws at you. So rather than just having a presentation, we got Pramila to lead an exercise. It was a super fast because we had 20 minutes. So it was super fast design sprint to help us design our juggle. And we're going to share that with you. We... In true designer fashion, Pramila handed out post-it notes and Sharpies and had us all scribbling our thoughts on the post-it notes on each two-minute break. She gave us two minutes to answer each of the questions that she posed. So rather than let you hear the white noise of our background while that happens and, and or maybe hear me raving about how good I was at choosing music because I, <laughs> I was quite impressed with myself every time I played a new song. Rather than that, what we'll do is we'll give you a little, a very short little music break of our juggle music and then you can pause and then you can play along at home so get your sharpies and your post-it notes and maybe give yourself a bit more than two minutes if you've got the time Mm. and you're not under time pressure like us so you can join in as though you were there now Pramila does introduce herself at the beginning of this session but she takes a different tact and she doesn't tell you some of the things about her that that we want you to know so we thought we would let you know before we play hit play that she is the innovation lead for a local WA based management consultancy and that means that she gets to spend her days designing developing and implementing innovative programs to enhance customer experience So as well as furthering um, her corporate career, she's also raising two daughters and she also spends time and energy working with global charities, focusing on improving the lives of women and children. I mentioned in the introduction when I introduced Pramila on the day that Pramila is one of those women who is all about supporting others. She is the biggest cheerleader and often sends me messages of encouragement and support just to sort of say, well done or thank you. So it's really nice to be able to share a bit about her and let her be in the spotlight. Enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. So while all of you are getting some goodie bags that I've planned for today, 
um, I just want to share a little bit of sharing my story with you as well. So I'm a woman and I'm a mother, I'm a wife and I'm a management consultant. We play so many different roles. And just to kind of give a little bit of a story of myself, you know, the last uh, three years have been interesting years for me. I had a very good career in investment banking, so I think the lawyers in the room can kind of relate to that. The long hours, the long commute of living in London, the pressure of being highly productive all the time. It was crazy. I, I felt like it was like the career was good, but it was quite crazy over there. And I barely saw my kids, so I have two wonderful daughters, Hetfi and here. One has got what I call very strong leadership skills, <laughs> as we all have right now, and I particularly say that. And then the younger one, you know, with everybody telling her what to do, is a feisty warrior. So she doesn't just follow, and, you know, she just doesn't listen to anybody. She has her own mind. <laughs> And I sat there looking at myself thinking, what is my life? You know, a little bit of that question. I was like, what am I doing over here? So being a little bit disruptive and innovative as I am, I packed everything and moved to Perth. And I thought, come on, you know, who doesn't do these things? <laughs> so I came to Perth, and Perth was nice, you know. I love the fact that, you know, we have an amazing scenery. You've got the river there. We've got the ocean. I've got the hills. My family life, you know, and my social life really improved. And my community took a little bit of a dive turn. There were no investment banks in Perth, by the way. I figured that out. And nobody knew about agile or human-centered design. They were all like, hmm, don't know that. So I took a dive, and I literally had to start from the bottom again. So I once again looked at it and said, how can I design my life? You know, I have no network. Nobody knows me. I don't have what they call the Australian experience over here. It's very important, apparently. <laughs> so I sitting there thinking, okay, what do I do? And then I thought, you know, it's no use preaching to others and not applying it yourself. So I designed my career for me. And I was so lucky, you know, as I went out looking for these opportunities, I had three offers. I obviously chose the most difficult of them all. <laughs> Just a little bit. The previous company I worked for, I was brought in by, how do you say, a senior, aging, very wide leadership team. And they wanted me to drive change and innovation. But especially as a woman, and you know, there I am, brown-colored woman as well. So it was an interesting mix of like, you want me to bring about business change, cultural change, and you bring in a brown person to do that, and it's a woman. But I feel it comes with this strength of diversity and inclusion. <laughs> and you know, I went there. There were very few people who knew about agile. There's a little bit of interest, but by the end of those 18 months, you know, the company was transformed. The company was working from a very customer-centric point of view, really putting the customer at the heart of everything they did. And they had an agile operating model, and I was so proud of that company. But for me, the biggest change was actually that cultural change, building that psychological safety, that safe environment where we can be vulnerable. We're not afraid to make mistakes. We can actually talk. We can speak up, and it's safe to fail. But also have created that mindset where people can... You can change the hearts and minds of people. So on top of that, my hubby still misses London. So, you know, the wife and me had to kind of appear and help him to buy a business and help him to work on the business and not in the business. And then I had to step into this role of mom. And, oh, it was a good role, you know, trying to get into the old mom's clubs as well. It's an important <laughs> bit. You're doing the pickups and drop-offs to get into the mom's club. You pack all the 16s every morning. And all the weekends are spent chauffeuring the kids around between the activities and all of those parties and play days. It's crazy. So we're all managing the juggle over here, and it's quite messy, as we said. 
So one of the things I wanted to do was actually play a game. So you all have goodie bags next to you, and I want you to pick out only post-it notes and a sharpie. So today we're going to play a game. It's going to be fast-paced, so be excited, buckle in. But you've got some post-it notes, really colorful ones. Lucy, do you want to get some as well? Yeah. yeah. Perfect, cool. So with the post-it notes, we're going to be really creative, and with the sharpies, we're going to be bold and bright. Right? So you all ready? All buckled up over here? And it's going to be a fast game. So when I say stop, just stop. Yeah, trust me. There's a method to this madness. So when I say stop, please do. We might get carried away a little bit. So the first thing, first slide over here. Women, we love our shoes. You know, it's nice, sexy, comfortable shoes, practical shoes. We love our shoes. So what I want you to do today is actually take care of yourself. Put yourself first. Put that oxygen mask on yourself first today. And spend the next two minutes writing about the biggest pain points you have as you're managing this juggle of having a really successful career, but really nice, healthy, and happy family as well. So you're going to spend two minutes, and all you're going to do in this two minutes is just write about your pain points and your struggles. Step into your shoes. Please be compassionate and empathetic with yourself. And be vulnerable. I give you permission. You give yourself permission to do that. So two minutes. writing. I've seen some really good notes over here. So this prepares us for the next exercise. So over here, we're only going to take one problem. There are many problems. But I like to use my agile mindset of only doing one small thing at a time. So we're going to take one problem. And what I'd like to call is reframe over here. And what I mean by reframe is a lot of the times when we look at a problem, there's so much emotions involved and we get sucked deep into that problem. So what if we reframe the problem? So what I like to do is I play this analogy of glasses. For some of you who wear glasses, I like to kind of take out my problem glasses or problem perspective glasses and change them or shake them around or wear them back as an opportunity glass. So you kind of reframe it from a problem to an opportunity. And I want you to write that one pain point, but in the perspective of an opportunity. And the way I practice writing this is how might I? So I've got an example that I tried to work on earlier, which is my problem is I struggle to have a conversation with my manager about flexible working. That's quite relatable, <laughs> a little bit too close to home. And I reframe it when I, before I even start to address this. And I say, how might I have a conversation with my manager about flexible working? That could be a win-win for both him, me, and the company. So what you've done over here is you kind of change your mindset. You've changed your perspective. And your mind mentally opens up to possibilities. So please, just for the next two minutes, pick only one problem and reframe that problem. And I'll be walking around to help you if anybody needs help. So we're going to move on to the next step over here. And this is one of my exciting steps. It's, we're going to go crazy. You're going to give yourself permission to go crazy over here. Be really creative. And you're going to think of eight crazy ways that you could solve this problem. So you know that problem you wrote of how might I? Now, this is the opportunity for you to kind of be really disruptive. 
The way I do this is I kind of imagine myself in my secret corner. I keep thinking, if I didn't have the world out there, what would I do? And I come up with the craziest ideas. They really work later on, so it's good. And then the other thing I do is I kind of look at some of how somebody else is doing it. Like, you know, how are they being different? How are they being creative? And I get some inspiration from there. And because I come from a very strong banking background, I try to like think laterally, like, you know, maybe I look at lawyers and say, how are they doing it differently from me? I even look now at the construction industry, the oil and gas, and like, how are they approaching this problem? Very different to me, especially marketing. Somehow they're always very flamboyant. So they always come up with a very different perspective. So I want to spend the next two minutes being crazy. I think we'll have a song for that as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Now we go on to the next step. And the next step is about actually what we call prototyping, but I would like to describe it as writing a story. So you spoke earlier about owning our story. So what if we could kind of fast forward into the future, and just out of those eight ideas you wrote down, pick one idea and write how you'd implement it, or how it would work out in real life. So this is like where you're writing a story of how you're going to implement this idea. And you kind of bring in this concept to life, if you can see what's happening over here. So two minutes. Is that clear? Any questions? Oh, I'm some good music to go with it. I've seen really beautiful storytelling being written over here. So the last step over here is what I would say, oh, I didn't even change the slides. A little bit more of that, that was the storytelling. Now we're gonna make a new friend. So I think most of you know each other, but we're gonna to turn to the neighbor next to you. That's going to become your next best friend. And it's important. Yeah, we'll have to change a little bit of that side. <laughs> But it's important that we actually test our idea out before you go out and implement it. It's important to seek that feedback, that quick feedback, just to kind of build that confidence, get a little bit of reassurance on your idea before you go out and implement it. So for the next two minutes, you're gonna make new friends, turn to the person next to you, and share what is that problem you're trying to solve, and what is the story <laughs> and the solution that you're gonna implement, and get a little bit of feedback from them. I'm very conscious about time, so we'll only have one set of sharing to do, and hopefully we can self-organize over here. Hello! I don't know what to do. Should I start clapping? Should all of us start clapping? Thank you. So let's, just conscious of time, one of the next things I want to do is, wow, I think I must say that this has been the most engaging group I've ever worked with. So thank you so much. What we've gone through today is a design thinking method. So today you've not only worked out with understanding design thinking, but you've experienced it as well. What that means is that you have a method and a tool that you can help to innovate or disrupt yourself, your colleagues, your teams, your departments, or even your companies. Look at you. And everybody gets CPD points for this as well, by the way. <laughs> so
So this is a well-tested method by uh, Stanford University. So it's not something that I have created. I have to give credit to them for creating this fantastic idea. And just to wrap up, I want you to go back into your goodie bags and I have some chocolates. I thought women should indulge. We've had really good champagne. I really want you to indulge yourself. There's some Ferro Rocher and Lindt chocolates. Just the best for the finest women over here. Thank you. <laughs>